Welcome to the Powderhounds Podcast, the Ski Trivia Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Shaw. You can follow me at Powderhound Skis. You can also email me at powderhoundskitrivia at gmail.com for comments, questions, or corrections. The long day. By that I mean a long ski day. More to the point, the option to ski from sunrise to sunset, and into the evening. On the same lift ticket, at the same ski area. Doing so is not only possible, but opportunities are plentiful in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. What if I told you a medium-sized ski area featuring a high-speed, detachable, six-pack bubble chair offered skiing from 7.30 in the morning to 9 at night? What if I also mentioned that the same ski area has an enormous indoor water park on property, that a popular and massive brewery is within walking distance, or better yet, a two-minute Uber ride from the largest snow tubing hill in the United States? Is that something you might be interested in? And yes, that was a nod to Bob from Entourage. (laughs) Now, Even if you're not interested in skiing for 14 hours straight, normal weekend operating hours, mind you, a ton of other people are. And the only place you can do it? Camelback Resort. Even better, a half dozen nearby ski areas are drinking the same, let's call it, long day Kool-Aid. Oh yeah. (laughs) And the icing on this long day cake? Most Pocono ski areas have open 100% skiable terrain for night skiing. Hard not to be interested. The music inspiration is Bob Marley's Misty Morning, a nod both to the cloud of dense fog that engulfed Camelback the last day of my visit, but also that line that could reference safe water park swimming advice. Don't jump in the water if you can't swim. Whether your reaction to 14 hours of skiing is Kool-Aid man's oh yeah, or a resounding hell no, I invite you to sit back, kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy the experience of everything skiing and riding, Powderhounds. For today's episode, FrenchManor.com, Hotels.com, L.L. Bean, Masterfit, Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, NSAA, Pocono Records, SAM, Ski Federation, SkiBums.net, SkyTop Lodge, Ski Magazine, SkiCentral.com, SkiTalk.com, Storm Ski Journal. We begin with something old that is new again, a roundup of regional ski news 
weather predictions, terrain status, and a notable event or two. I want each episode to have something for everyone, especially this one, if you've never had the opportunity to ski in Pennsylvania. And I totally get it. At least from a Northeast perspective, driving south to ski may not compute. But I got news for you. You should ski PA. That would be Pennsylvania and the Poconos. They're a lot closer than you think. But before we get there, free ski days. Mark your calendars, folks. Tuesday, February 20th, Mount Abram, Maine. Thursday, February 22nd, Black Mountain of Maine. And Friday, February 23rd, Berkshire East in Massachusetts. That's right. Free ski days are made possible by L.L. Bean. Quote, we are excited to announce a new partnership between Mount Abram, Black Mountain of Maine, Berkshire East, and L.L. Bean, renowned organizations committed to providing exceptional outdoor experiences. This collaboration aims to promote a family-friendly atmosphere and encourage individuals to immerse themselves in rewarding outdoor activities such as skiing and snowboarding. Not to be a downer, but there's only so many free tickets to go around. So the email I got first from Berkshire East announcing this event hit my inbox on Wednesday, February 7th at 12.34 p.m. Probably went out at 12.30. I read it at 4.20 or so p.m. and the event was fully booked. <laughs> but it's still worth mentioning. Free ski days are a thing and L.L. Bean is offering them. I think there's still tickets at Mount Abram and Black Mountain of Maine if you're so inclined. However, if you have your heart set on Berkshire East, rest assured, LL Bean is sponsoring discount night skiing, a heavy theme of today's episode, mind you, on Saturdays. Those discounted tickets are $25, 4 to 9 p.m. on Saturdays for the rest of the season at Berkshire East, again, through March. Equally exciting, the upcoming weather forecast. We got a, we have snow in the forecast, according to On the Snow, Open Snow, and the National Weather Service. A winter nor'easter is expected to hit southern New England, New York, and Pennsylvania on Tuesday. Accumulation totals ranging from four to nine in the Berkshires all the way to Worcester, Massachusetts. Catskills, 6 to 10 inches. Connecticut, 6 to 12 inches. Poconos, also timely, 8 to 13 inches. And perhaps most heartwarming, Rhode Island, Exeter, Rhode Island, home of Rhode Island's only ski area, Yagu Valley, is due to get 6 to 9 inches. So if you've never been there and you want to get a powder day in Rhode Island, get to Yagu Valley on Tuesday or Wednesday. Also, Winter is maintaining its presence for the big upcoming President's Day holiday week. And all that snow means more terrain is opening. Yes. Moving on to New England ski update. Week 14 top 25 ski areas in the region with the most terrain open. Number one seed this week or number one ranked this week. Sugarbush in Vermont with Jay Peak. Vermont, Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, Okemo, Vermont, Loon, New Hampshire, Sugarloaf, Maine, Stowe, Vermont, Killington, Vermont, Waterville Valley, New Hampshire, and Bolton Valley, Vermont, rounding out the top 10. 
Obviously, visit their website for the rest of the top 25 ski areas with the most terrain open. And to wrap up this segment, a little feel-good event happening in March at Cochrane's in Vermont. The annual Ropathon. Yes, the goal is to ski and ride 4 million vertical feet and 8,000 runs on the historic rope toe at Cochrane's. Every year, Cochrane's provides assistance to thousands of local school children, athletes, and families, regardless of their financial means. As a nonprofit organization, the Ropathon stands as their most essential year long fundraising endeavor. Your support helps ensure their mission to keep skiing and snowboarding affordable and accessible to all. Again, the event kicks off on Friday, March 15th at 4 p.m. and concludes on Sunday, March 17th at 4 p.m. Moving on to the main segment, Camelback Resort. Last month, I skied three days at Camelback. Three completely different weather days, which I've come to understand is characteristic of the finicky weather of the Pocono Mountains. Not a lot of natural snow, too much rain, and countless freeze-thaw cycles. Day one, winter. Day two, freezing rain, transitioning into rain. Day three, a dense fog engulfing the ski area. <laughs> of course, weather is not a fair way to judge a ski area, and even if it was, I had a hell of a good time bouncing around all 160 acres, most of which were miraculously open despite less than ideal conditions. So to kick off Camelback, we'll start with some history, followed by mountain stats, pricing, and of course, the access that makes the long day possible. Camelback Resort does not have a history of the ski area published on the website. So the early history that follows is a tad sparse. However, apparently, a small area inside the main lodge is reserved for the ski area's history, as well as a cabinet with memorabilia on loan from the Pennsylvania Snow Sports Museum on display. This may be the bookshelf next to the fireplace in the hotel atrium, but if it was, it didn't capture my attention. A bigger sign is needed. What did capture my attention, along the same lines, the decades-old framed ads of Camelback inside the elevators, ski area access side, at least. Talk about a high-traffic area for museum displays. So, this history is cobbled together, perhaps poorly, from multiple random-as-hell sources. <laughs> the one source of which I don't have access to is a book entitled Camelback, The Downs and Ups of a Banana Belt Ski Area by Jill Wechler. It likely is the definitive early history of Camelback. It was written in 1989, pre-water parks, and can be purchased on Amazon for $54.99. <laughs> Below is an excerpt of a reader review. Quote, if you love to ski, you will appreciate reading about the diehard visionaries from Philadelphia who sacrificed all to fulfill an impossible dream to make snow and bring the sport of skiing to the Poconos where winters can be alternatively cold and icy or warm enough to grow bananas. <laughs> this is an absolutely a wonderful book on the history of the region and how skiing got started at Camelback 50 years ago. It provides an appreciative insight into the challenges of making snow against all odds, end quote. Yeah, if you want a complete history of Camelback, buy the main course, this hardcover, 
What follows is an appetizer of cliff notes. <laughs> Camelback Mountain Resort first opened in 1963 with 14 trails and three lifts that served 41,000 skiers. 60 years later, Camelback has 38 trails and 13 lifts serving nearly a million skiers and riders annually. It was actually the second ski area on the mountain that is Big Pocono State Park. The first ski area, Big Pocono, operated for a couple seasons in the late 1950s, but relied entirely on natural snow. If you happen to have a hotel room that faces Camelback Ski Area, lookers left of the Nine Mile Trail is the former Big Pocono Ski Area. Additionally, you can see remnants of an old railroad path of the Wilkes-Barre and Eastern Railroad active from the 1890s to the 1930s that used to cross the lower mountain. The rest of the history is mostly owners and operators over the years. <laughs> Bear with me. 1986, Sam Newman of Stroudsburg bought the park and owned it for 19 years. 1998, Camel Beach Water Park, the outdoor water park, opened, expanding the ski area to a year-round business. 2005, the facility was operated under lease by a group headed by Arthur Berry III and Ken Ellis. The two men met at college in the New York summer resort town of Saratoga, Saratoga Springs in 1982. In 2014, a real estate investment trust called EPR Properties purchased it from another trust for nearly $70 million. In 2015, Camelback Lodge and Aquatopia Indoor Water Park opened, featuring 170,000 square feet of fun. <laughs> Camelback also enhanced its popular snow tubing hill, already the country's largest at 42 lanes, by adding galactic tubing, a nighttime attraction that lights the hills with an LED light show. In 2019, KSL Capital acquired Camelback along with Blue Mountain. This winter season was Camelback's first on the Icon Pass. All right, the mountain profile. Year opened, 1963. 60th year anniversary. Location, Poconos, 30 minutes from Ski Shawnee, 45 minutes from Blue Mountain. Base elevation, 1,240 feet. Summit elevation, 2,133 feet. Vertical drop, 827 feet. Lifts, 16, including four surface lifts and two toes on a tubing hill. One high-speed six, Black Bear six, one high-speed quad, Stevenson Express, one quad, the Sun Bowl, Three triples, Cleopatra, Meadows, and Raceway. Three doubles, Bailey, Glen, and Mark Antony. Trail acreage, 166 acres, 40 trails. 39% beginner, 26% intermediate, 26% advanced, and 9% expert. Average annual snowfall, 50 inches. Snowmaking, 100%. Terrain parks, five in the Glen. Season, at least 97 days the last three seasons. Night skiing, heck yes, until 9 p.m. daily. Signature trail, according to SkiBums.net. Margie's Delight. The cost of admission, prices. Season passes started at $649, ended at $719. They started at $629 last season for comparison purposes. Lift tickets. Unfortunately, we've got variable pricing here. Lift tickets can range anywhere from $65 to $99 currently. Pass affiliations. Icon Pass. 
You get five days on the base pass with holiday blackouts. You get seven days on the regular pass without blackout dates. Ownership, KSL Capital and managed by KSL Resorts. Again, this is the first season that Camelback and Blue Mountain are included on the Icon Pass. Also of note, we have RFID at the lifts. We all have a $12 parking fee in the parking lots. First tracks, 7.30 to 8.30 a.m. on weekends. There's also a Camelback Resort app, your guide to the resort, even if you're just doing a day trip. And of course, the snow tubing hill, the largest snow tubing park in the U.S. with 42 lanes, and that whole LLD, LED light show. And of course, that massive indoor water park, the largest indoor water park in the Northeast. I may add, for comparison purposes, Jay Peak's pump house is 60,000 square feet, so one-third the size of Camelbacks. You should ski Camelback. Camelback has a solid vertical, a deceivingly good pitch despite a flat summit, which some have affectionately called good horizontal, <laughs> and a varied lift leap. You are also likely to have 14 hours, at least on the weekends, to make a stop for some turns. Indeed, the long day is made possible by night skiing. Twilight tickets, skiing under the stars, whatever you call it. The benefits of night skiing are abundant. In case you need some convincing or a reminder, I will rattle off a handful. Number one, access. For the legions of nine to five workers, fear not, you can still ski 100 days if you want to. Just add a layer or two once the sun goes down. Every ski area in the Poconos offers night skiing. Well, almost all. Jack Frost does not. Number two, less crowds. Sure, busloads of kids descend upon ski areas after school for lessons, but those numbers are nothing compared to the masses of people clogging up the slopes on a weekend morning. In the evening, you have space. No one is in a hurry, and you'll probably be riding chairlift solo or only with your party. Number three, it costs less. Night skiing is cheaper than daytime skiing. The reason tends to be because less terrain is open, and likely there's less skier traffic. However, both reasons are not the case in the Poconos. Most ski areas have the same number of trails open during the night as during the day, and the lower cost of a night ticket may be of interest to the fair weather skier or rider who rolls their eyes at day ticket window prices. And number four, wonderment. Night skiing is quieter, calmer, with lights of the village or base area twinkling below. It can be damn near magical. I had this magical experience last season at Storrs Hill Ski Area in Lebanon, New Hampshire. I was one of only seven other skiers rambling along the wide open main trail Upper Founders Way at the oldest continuously operating lift serve ski area in the country, apparently. The only sounds of the nearly empty slope was the low-key hum of the rope toe. A giant holiday-themed star lit up the summit with endless Christmas lights, seemingly the heartbeat of the twinkling lights of downtown Lebanon. A lift ticket was $10, cash, and everyone I saw was smiling. The power, or magic, of the unexpected. Indeed, there is a little magic 
in night skiing. So to emphasize the point, here is a rundown of night skiing at eight Pocono ski areas. Ski areas are listed, or ranked if you will, by A, days of the week open for night skiing, and B, skiable acres for night skiing. As usual, prices are based on an adult lift ticket. Your top night skiing option. Camelback, of course. Days of the week open, seven. Twilight hours, three to 9 p.m. or six hours. Terrain open, 166 acres. That would be 100%. Weekday lift ticket, $29. Weekend lift ticket, $55. Again, this is all night skiing. Next up, Blue Mountain. Days of the week open for night skiing, seven. Twilight hours, four to 9 p.m. or five hours. Terrain open, 164 acres or 100%. Weekday lift ticket price, $37. Weekend lift ticket price, $61. Following blue is Montage. Open seven days of the week. Twilight hours, four to 9 p.m. or five hours. Terrain open, 140 acres or 100% of skiable terrain. Weekday price, $40. Monday through Wednesday, it's actually an all-day lift ticket, but the rest of the week, it's $40 during the week. And weekend price, $59. Next up, Big Boulder. Days of the week open, seven. Twilight hours, three to 8 p.m. or five hours. Terrain open, 55 acres or 100% skiable acres. Weekday price, $52. Weekend price, $64. Moving down the line, Shawnee. Days of the week open, four. Twilight hours, Thursday to Sunday, 3 to 9 p.m. or six hours. Skiable terrain, 120 out of 125 acres or 95%. Weekday lift ticket price, $50. And weekend lift ticket price, $50. Next up, Ski Big Bear. Days of the week open, four, Thursday through Sunday. And actually Thursday through Saturday, the hours are four to 9 p.m. or five hours. And Sunday evening hours are four to 7 p.m. or three hours. Terrain open, 26 acres or 100% skiable terrain. Weekday lift ticket, $40. Weekend lift ticket, $45. And finally, Elk. Days of the week open, four. Twilight hours, 4.30 to 9 p.m. or four and a half hours. Terrain open, 90 out of 180 acres or 50% skiable terrain. Lift ticket price, $42 weekday, $42 weekend. Options abound. First, all eight ski areas are less than a two hour drive from each other. The farthest apart, Elk and Blue, are still only 88 miles or one hour, 30 minute drive. Also, all but one are on one of the three major mega passes. Jack Frost and Big Boulder are on Epic. Camelback and Blue are on Icon. Montage, Shawnee, and Ski Big Bear are on Indy. Only Elk is riding solo in the region. So yeah, add night skiing into your ski trip rotation. Doing so in the Poconos is a great place to start. Moving on to the trivia questions. There are eight trivia questions for the eight ski areas in the Poconos. Now, there may be a few smaller ski areas on the outskirts of the Poconos. Certainly, there are a couple more in Eastern Pennsylvania, such as Bear Creek and Spring Mountain. But 
To borrow an upcoming March Mogul Madness phrase, the ones listed above are the Elite Eight. All questions that follow are multiple choice. Question number one, what is the oldest ski area still in operation in the Poconos? A, Big Boulder, B, Blue Mountain, C, Camelback, or D, Elk Mountain? Question number two, put those four ski areas in order of oldest to newest. Question number three, what Pocono ski area has the most skiable acres? A, Blue, B, Camelback, C, Elk, or D, Jack Frost? Question number four. Similar to the Stone Hut at Stowe, there is a cabin atop Big Pocono State Park Summit. What is it called? A, Cattle Cabin, B, Deacon's Den, C, Laramie Lodge, or D, Sutner Shack? Question number five, what closed nearby ski area is memorialized by an intermediate trail at Camelback? A, Big Pocono, B, Bucks Hill, C, Split Rock, or D, Tanglewood? Question number six, what Sly Stallone 1990s thriller is also the name of a trail at Camelback? A, Assassin, B, Cliffhanger, C, Daylight, or D, Dread. Question number seven. Staying with the trail map theme, what unmarked trail is noted on the current trail map? A, the former Big Pocono Ski Area's main slope. B, the Wilkes-Barre Railroad Path. C, the lift line of the former Sullivan Express. Or D, the path to the summit cabin. And question number eight. In the 1970s and 1980s, the Poconos and Niagara Falls were the top destinations for what? The what is also a trail name at Camelback. A, honeymoons, B, hot springs, C, ice castles, or D, raceways. I should add that the trail name is in the singular. All right, pencils down. Let's reveal those answers. Question number one, what is the oldest ski area still in operation in the Poconos? A, Big Boulder, B, Blue, C, Camelback, or D, Elk? The answer, it's A, it's Big Boulder. In 1946, Big Boulder opened and became Pennsylvania's first commercial ski area. So first in the Poconos and first in the state. Question number two, put those four ski areas I just mentioned in order from oldest to newest. Of course, we'll start with Big Boulder in 1946, followed by Elk in 1959, followed by Camelback in 1963, and then Blue in 1977. Question number three, what Pocono ski area has the most skiable acres? A, Blue, B, Camelback, C, Elk, or D, Jack Frost? The answer, it's C, it's elk. Yeah, I snuck in this tidbit during the night skiing hours and open terrain rundown. While elk has the fewest skiable acres for night skiing in terms of percent of their skiable terrain open at 50%, it does have the most skiable acres of all eight ski areas during the day at 180 acres. 
Question number four. Similar to the Stone Hut at Stowe, there is a cabin on top of Big Pocono State Park Summit. What is it called? A, Cattle Cabin, B, Deacon's Den, C, Laramie Lodge, or D, Sutner Shack? The answer, it's A, it's Cattle Cabin or Cattell Cabin. The Cattell Cabin or Cattle Cabin was left unlocked for many years to be used as a shelter by anyone who wished. Henry S. Cattell, knowing that many people shared his love for the Camelback Mountain area, constructed the stone cabin on the summit in 1908. The 360-degree vistas were breathtaking, providing glimpses of the Poconos and portions of New Jersey and New York. Now, unlike the stone hut, you can't sleep over. But volunteers open the cabin to visitors on weekends for tours and history of the structure. Question number five, what closed nearby ski area is memorialized by an intermediate trail at Camelback? A, Big Pocono, B, Bucks Hill, C, Split Rock, or D, Tanglewood? The answer, yeah, it's A, it's Big Pocono. We covered this earlier. I was just seeing if you were paying attention. <laughs> the trail Big Pocono is a blue square almost exactly mid-mountain. Question number six. What Sly Stallone 1990s thriller is also the name of a trail at Camelback? A. Assassin B. Cliffhanger C. Daylight or D. Dread The answer It's B. It's Cliffhanger It's a double black diamond skier's right of the Stevenson Express As the storm skiing noted the Cliffhanger Trail when it's bumped up is one of the best top to bottom runs in Pennsylvania Question number seven. What unmarked trail is noted in the current trail map? A, the former Big Pocono Ski Area's main slope. B, the Wilkes-Barre Railroad Path. C, the lift line of the former Sullivan Express. Or D, the path to the Summit Cabin. The answer, it's B, it's the railroad path. It begins lookers left of Nine Mile Trail and continues through Cliffhanger, Back Train, Pocono Raceway and ending at Turkey Trot. And finally, question number eight. In the 1970s and 1980s, the Poconos and Niagara Falls were the top destinations for what? The what is also a trail name at Camelback. A, Honeymoon, B, Hot Spring, C, Ice Castle, or D, Raceway? The answer, yeah, it's Honeymoon. Honeymoon is a beginner trail mid-mountain, and in case you need a refresher about the likely origins of the Honeymoon Trail. Reservations form 1-800-441-4410. Nineteen eighty-seven, folks. Nineteen eighty-seven. That's it. Thanks for playing. Looks like it's four o'clock. Time to catch the last chair. Thank you for listening. Have a question, comment, or correction? Email me at powderhoundskitrivia at gmail.com. You can also follow me at powderhoundskis. Better yet, subscribe to the podcast at 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast Manager, Verbal, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just type Powderhounds Podcast. Until next time, see you on the slopes, Powderhounds. Yeah.